welcome to the Lawyer Life Podcast, where we seek to navigate our days with a little less stress and ideally a lot more fulfillment. In today's episode of Lawyers at Home Sharing Coffee, we discuss privilege, belonging, and pandemic working. I'm Mike Anderson. And I'm Darlene Tonelli. Hello, Darlene. Hello. Is it an iced coffee because of the wonderful weather we're having? No. I don't do iced coffee so much unless I'm driving around and I'm not doing that today for this podcast. I a think lot less before. driving around going on. There is a lot less driving around and I have to say it's causing some safety issues. I think people are not quite remembering how driving goes. I've had a couple of near misses, one with my kids that was very scary um, and myself too, just feeling like it's some, I'm out of practice or something. I don't know. Have you yep. had that or is that just? Yeah, no. I, a couple thing? weeks ago when I drove, it hadn't been a while. I did feel a bit weird about it. Felt like back when Mike was 16 and what have you. Um, yeah, for sure. And and speaking of out of practice, um, our audio is not in, in normal practice because my microphone cord broke and uh, I'm using a different microphone that's not as good. And we're going to try to sweeten it in post, as they say. But my apologies for the difference in audio quality compared to normal. Um, so we'll get that done off the top. Um, deep breath, a lot going on in the world right now. Yes. Lots and lots. Uh, we're obviously talking about the murder of George Floyd and, and what has come from that, uh, in the U S and Canada and otherwise, I think a really, uh, important, passionate conversation about privilege and race. Um, and it, it, marks almost exactly a year since we did an episode with Catherine Chang about belonging in the profession. Um, and so just uh, at the beginning of all this, I'd like to say we're going to repost that episode. It's great. It's one of our highest rated episodes. Catherine is brilliant. Uh, it's obviously more uh, focused on the everyday elements of practicing law um, if you're in a marginalized group, um, but it does have a lot of great takeaways and um, descriptions of what what it's like to be someone in a marginalized position in the profession and what those, um, you know, in, in more majority positions can do to help. And so uh, encourage everybody to go back, give that a listen. Uh, in these times, I think it is uh, useful, uh, to say the least. Um, any thoughts on that on Catherine's uh, episode? I mean, I agree. I think it's it it's something I would rather let Catherine talk about it for some of the reasons we've mentioned before on the podcast. Like we are two privileged white people and we do not have the insight. And so we're really talking from the sidelines, I guess, and then trying to figure out how we, you know, don't sit on the sidelines, right? For lack of mm -hmm. a better word. Yeah. Don't sit on don't expound on your opinions, but also don't sit on the sidelines when it counts and find the right ways to do that. And it's uh, she gives great tips on just the the daily slights almost and the daily, uh, I guess, violence, right, of little things. And then right now we're dealing with the violence of something very, very big. I think a lot of people are dealing with the you know tough question of what do I do about all this right now? Um, you know, for for those of us that are not members of the black community, um, it, it, the, that can be a difficult question. Um, and um, because we have this platform, I think it's important, even though we are two privileged white people, to at least uh, acknowledge what's going on. I know that I have tried to find 
my own ways of um, evaluating my life and seeing if I am uh, helping those who don't have the privilege that I do. I continue that evaluation. Um, this week, I took some steps uh, specific to what's going on. Uh, but I think what's more important than this week, this month, you know, the next few months, however long this uh, issue continues to, to go on, um, we find sustainable ways uh, in for ourselves, professionally, personally, to continue to acknowledge the and understand the privilege, the true privilege that we do have, um, and uh, do something positive to try to lift folks up uh, that don't benefit from those same advantages. Uh, Catherine talks about um, really simple ways that we might not think about um, being privileged. That's something as simple as feeling like we belong in a meeting room versus somebody who doesn't, and the difference that can happen in a profession uh, in, in a career when that's the case often. Um, you know, there's a lot of small things. Uh, there's often, there's also um, some larger things where, where uh, privilege can help save your life versus somebody without it uh, in, in certain interactions. So uh, obviously this is an ongoing issue, an ongoing conversation. Um, to the extent, I will say this, I've, that anybody feels that I could be of assistance, um, please reach out to me. Um, through the the many channels available, uh, LinkedIn, email, what have you, and let me know because I am uh, constantly interested in helping, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I at least went into laws because I felt like I uh, was given a lot of um, advantage, um, and I wanted to help folks who didn't have those same advantages uh, coming up. So uh, that's that's my piece. I think what you've just said is very important. The thing that really speaks to me from what you just said is that I admire that you are boldly saying that. And I think the fact that we're having this discussion here is just, it's awkward to talk about it. And I, I think what we're trying to do is to, is to not stay quiet for fear of saying the wrong thing. Well, I will probably say the wrong thing. You're very, very good about these things, but I mean, I think there's a lot to be learned. And I think unless you're willing to kind of put your neck out there and say, okay, I might use the wrong word, I might say the wrong thing, I might not have, um, I might show my ignorance, like show it, then we can fix it kind of thing, yeah. right? And creating a climate like we're always trying to do on this podcast, just like, let's talk. I think that maybe maybe we could just try to all figure out where our biases are, where our ignorance is. I've certainly had a bunch of books suggested to me this week, which we can probably tag some of them in the show notes um, by authors on these topics. Uh, one in particular is called So You Think You, or So You Want to Talk About Race. Actually, we'll put it in the show notes. Seems great. That's one that um, is going to be helpful, I hope. And uh, I think there's a lot to be read. I think you can support the authors doing this good work by buying the books. Um, anyway, I'm on a, I'm on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. The, the, you know, it seems small, but, um, just speaking about books, we ordered, uh, specifically some books for our daughter, who's three and a half, um, to make sure that we're diversifying, you know, the books we read to her. And, um, last week we, we read to a book to her about, um, a girl who the first day she wears a hijab to school. Um, mm -hmm. and it's great kids book. Wonderful. Daughter loves it. Um, and, it, this week we were going by uh, actually a like a Baptist church that had a big big mural on the side of 
uh, you know, basically like a kid's painting of all these different sorts of folks. And my daughter picked out the girl that was wearing a hijab in this big mural and said, oh, that girl's wearing a beautiful purple hijab. I love that. And we kept working. And that's like, oh, this stuff really, 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 really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Like it it matters. And now my, my daughter has that uh, interaction with somebody who wears a headscarf where she doesn't, uh, has obviously a very positive view of it. Um, and, and it's normalized for her and that's just one small step, but that's like my daughter's little and that, you know, can really add up to a different perspective on things in life. So, um, you know, small things do help. And it's not a small thing, actually. It's a big thing because the media narrative is one of the biggest problems here, right? Like I think once all of this has come up, I mean, this has come up so many times. There are so many so many incidents of police brutality, police killings, you know, murder of people who are doing very day-to-day things and should never, ever lead to this result. And we are just inured to it as a society by seeing it on television news. And I think that for people who, um, like we live in a very, very cosmopolitan city with lots of, or I live in a very cosmopolitan city you get to see all different colors of people doing all different kinds of things every day, plus the media. But there's vast swaths of the country where they don't know any people of color. They don't know a black person. They don't know someone who wears a hijab personally. And so the media, you know, becomes the only source of information unless it's taught in schools or parents are taking it on themselves to give a more balanced perspective. So I don't, I think it's mission critical, really. Like it's not a small thing. You have to teach your kids those stories so that they don't pick them up in the ether where they're not well handled a lot of the time. There's just tons of stereotypical, um, and even in movies and TV sometimes, right? Like you have to be thoughtful about those choices as well. Yeah. Maybe you could recommend the books in the show notes too. Yes, I will. I'll put, I'll put the books in that we received. It's, it's, there's a feeling of powerlessness a a, a little bit. Who, how would I change this massive problem? But there are small things we can do in our lives to try to, um, you know, improve the lives for at least those that we touch and that can make a cumulative effect. And as well, lawyers, we are above even um, being generally a privileged set because of our uh, profession and income level and, and power that the profession just uh, provides to you. Um, you know, we do have, whether it's relationships, occupations, or, or other things that affect policy um, and the mm-hmm. way that our governments work. Um, and we see what happens when a the country's highest ranking lawyer walks with the president and uh, with a massive breach of the first amendment like that is there's a there's a great poem called notes for my son that a teacher in high school passed along to me that i I, to this day i still hold really close and one of the lines in that uh poem uh it basically says that for lack of a joiner's conviction there'll be no crucifixion today which basically says you know if if Mm -hmm. uh, the carpenter didn't you know build the cross there wouldn't be a crucifixion and, and, and religion aside, the, the obvious, the metaphor is, um, you know, sometimes it does take, uh, the yes from a certain person, uh, to allow, uh, something to occur. And there are gatekeepers and we are often lawyers, the gatekeeper, uh, in important, uh, situations, whether it's uh, policy related or, or even uh, large 
corporate decisions and uh, we can be champions of diversity. We can do a lot of things because of the nature of our um, standing in organizations uh, and our profession. And so with with that comes a responsibility, I think, to make the efforts that we can um, uh, to to help um, solve this problem um, in in the ways uh, that are available to us. The other thing I just want to say is like in this conversation of empowering um, folks that don't have the same privilege as us, I think a lot of the time the mentality is, well, if I help other people, that means that I lose. That's Mm -hmm. not the case at all. Um, It's, I think, so, uh, you know, a, a speaking point that's used by people who just don't want equality to exist. And, and I think, it's the raising ties float all boats thing. There is no harm to you uh, as a privileged person in helping create a police force where all people are looked upon by police officers in the same way. That doesn't hurt you at all. We're just helping folks that uh, are being prejudiced by police currently. You know, um, there's a lot of examples of that, and so um, there's not a scarcity issue here. There's just an issue of we need to make sure that all folks are. Uh, being given um, substantially similar op- opportunities and accommodating to make sure that um, you know there's substantive equality and not uh, not just the appearance of equality. Lots going on in this chat. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot of work to do. I really do. I think it's a lot. I saw the. Um, I was very heartened that there there were two women in the music industry who came up with this idea of Blackout Tuesday where everyone would ponder uh, how they could better um, support racial uh, equality and I I would say ways that they can use their power, considerable power really, um, over culture to to help. And I'm I'm really interested, I don't know if, have you seen any outcomes from that? Has anyone published a statement of what they're going to do? Um, I saw, well, to start, because we work in the, in the music industry. Uh, I, I did see many people observing it, which was, uh, mm-hmm. I think, really um, inspiring uh, and and a good indication that people are taking time to to consider things. I think a lot of little kids grow up looking at music videos and thinking that's what success looks like. That's what the world looks like. And particularly kids like me, I grew up in a very small town. Um, my view of what cities looked like was from music videos and movies and TV and as the gatekeepers of culture, we look back on some of the stuff that was in eighties movies and we're like, Ugh, really? You know, yeah. <laughs> like wish that hadn't been in there. I mean, there are certain movies. I mean, even we might've talked about it on this podcast, but I watched John Hughes movies when I was a kid. And I think there's some very overt racism in those movies that For was sure. just like everywhere in the eighties. And people just were like, yeah, that that's cool. And there was date rape. There was, um, you know, there was all kinds of stuff in those movies that we thought was reality. And that was purveyed by, by, you know, the people who make them. So I think you can only be as good as the time that you're in, but I think it's also like, you could look at videos and these things that people that really shape their views of, of, of human beings and how we interact with each other. And you could say, Hey, I'm going to maybe take a lighter hand with the glorifying certain types of things, you know, like totally. I do, I think that's one thing the music industry could be huge at 
the the cool thing about the music industry is that there is a fair amount of diversity in the ranks of having been on the inside. Like there is some diversity. And I think that that's a source of huge strength and we can do some real things. So I'm hoping that it's an, it's learning, it's op- being open-minded, it's being like, okay, where am I wrong? How can I do better? How am I like having those hard conversations of like, how am I making life worse for you by me not understanding what your experience is? Or is there some little thing, like I was saying, or like Catherine talks about in, in our podcast with her, you know, these little acts that are so hurtful that you don't even see. Um, asking about that and being prepared for kind of a painful answer, you know, like that's definitely part of it. But then there's these huge things of like, hey, you know what? People look at race in part because of the way we depict it in our videos. So can we be more conscious about how we do that? Like that would be good. Yeah, we talk about it in Catherine's episode. um, And I, I think it's true as well is the easiest thing to do is listen. And even if you don't know what to say, because you're not you know, used to having these sort of conversations. The beginning is just asking questions and listening from people who want to share and who who want to help. Um, you know, uh, that listening is important. Also, doing some work on your own. There's a lot of resources available. We've spoken about a few that we'll link to in our notes. But we can all take some steps to to educate ourselves and to improve ourselves. And after all, that's what this podcast is all about. I mean, we've talked about high performance and all these things that we are planning to do to make ourselves better. Um, you know, this is an important one as well: is to uh, look around and appreciate, um, you know, the advantages that we have been given. Um, just by nature of uh, who we were born to or where we were born or what our name is. I mean, I could list off a million just uh, on my own part. Um, look around, understand those, see how other people don't have those same benefits um, and try to put ourselves uh, in the shoes of others, building that architecture of empathy, which we've spoken about before, um, uh, to try to help write, you know, fix these problems. And at the same time, um, the pandemic continues. We are working from home uh, with our our children, our our loved ones, uh, all the you know whatever situation we're in. I would say this continues to be um, uh, pandemic living continues to be a an ongoing challenge. And um, uh, on that note, anything new to share, uh, Darlene, on how your existence has been for the past couple weeks? Well, you can hear it because the (laughs) pandemic (laughs) has uh, two little recording friends who are continuously opening the door to this room where I'm trying to record this podcast. Um, And you can hear them in the background. Um, You know, I, it evolves every week is a different experience of the pandemic. Anyway, how are you doing? You're, are you still having the early mornings? Are you finding a a way? Yeah, or sleeping a little bit better, which is making a huge difference. the great weather is helpful um yeah i mean it's it's the same old more or less on our side uh you know we continue yeah i mean there's not really any other option one one step at a time one hour at a time some days but uh moving forwards yeah okay uh so with that we'll take a break and we'll come back with our goods and grapes (laughs) 
the Lawyer Life Podcast is brought to you by Interalia Law. Interalia lawyers have big firm training, in-house experience, and a wide range of expertise in technology, media, and entertainment. Our advice is business-focused, speedy, and practical. To learn more, visit interalialaw.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-A-L-I-A-Law.com. And we are back with our goods and gripes. Goods are things we want to promote and support, and gripes are things that annoy us, uh, meant to be insignificant. Um, Darlene, do you have a good? I think the good for me this week is just the sharing of literature in a spirit of cooperation, in addition to some of the other initiatives that we talked about. But I think it's good just to put up our hands and say, hey, I need to learn more, generally, about everything in life. I'm always supportive of, of that. And uh, no one will be worse off, I don't think, for that initiative. We can all benefit. But that would be my good. How about you? My good is, uh, I think, uh, applying this new new lens, uh, you know, this improved lens, I should say, uh, on life um, in, in view of what's going on. So um, since I think maybe two weeks into the pandemic, I live in like this like kind of small town. Um, there's been a couple, they're like maybe 30 and they walk the neighborhood post dinner time blatantly with glasses of wine in their hands, like just on their walk, (laughs) having a glass of wine. And I have found that to be hilarious. I have like been like good for them. Like, you know, that is to me kind of like a symbol of the pandemic now, uh, you know, having, considered the issues uh, more closely, uh, you know, where people can't even go for a jog in their neighborhood without potentially getting killed if, because of the color of their skin. I now look at that couple differently and think, my goodness, like, you are so lucky that this is, like, funny, you know? Um, mm. And I am near positive that if their skin wasn't white, that whether because they would self-regulate or somebody would speak up, that's not happening for months on end. Um, and so um, another example, um, something insignificant and maybe funny, um, started as a good for me, but uh, now I, I have a different perspective on. Uh, always comes back to that when you know better, you do better, right? Unless you can see that, unless you see it, you just don't see it. But then once you see it, you can't unsee it. You have to be like, oh yeah, that's I will never lose this lens. That's that's the good thing about it. Yeah. I have a Mike Anderson-esque gripe. Oh, I can't wait. And it relates to a garden. <gasps> so I as you know, I process uh difficult situations through manual labor, it seems, <laughs> during this pandemic. So I've finished largely painting in my house, as I've discussed on previous podcasts, and I've tackled the garden, which has been a bit of a, a project on my to-do list for a couple of years. And my gripe is that I ordered, thinking that I was being, that this is a good idea. I ordered plants from Home Depot on online and a uh, couple of issues, user error being one, um, I ordered huge plants. <laughs> Oh, which cool. online, I have a major issue with sizing of online plants. I did not realize that there were like dwarf varieties of plants and ginormous varieties of plants. So my garden is uh, of a giant type of nature that was not as envisioned. However, I'm rolling with it. I planted them and I'm just 
going to see how it goes. But I got it done. It's been enjoyable. I've, uh, I like gardening. Maybe, maybe this gardening podcast that you've discussed before could be a real thing. Maybe there, maybe that's our next venture. I'm sure it exists. Uh, my update on that: my grass is doing really well, and it gives me immense joy. Um, and the last thing I'd like to say is, we head out. Um, this is the beginning of Pride Month, so happy Pride Month, Darlene. And I'm sure we'll pick on that in the next episode. Right. Okay. Thank cool. you. Okay. Um, talk to you soon. Talk soon. That's it for this week's episode of LLP. Thanks to Inter Alia Law for presenting the podcast and to Nick Fowler for composing and performing our music. See our show notes for his website. Don't forget, we love feedback. Please comment in the review section or subscribe or like. We'd appreciate it greatly. That's it. Talk soon.